Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork on the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? Yeah, maybe. And uh, I don't think we should. Dan. Yes, he's starting to say maybe. <laughs> no, I got. I got to tell you, Matthew, and I should introduce uh, our special guest, uh, Heather Matthew Hollywood Neves, all the way from the west coast of the United States of America. Um, thank uh, you for joining us today, Matthew. Hello, my fellow Canberran Raiders supporters. It's so good to be here. Yes, I'm pl- we, starting the season. We are starting the season. And we're brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, uh, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. And we're also brought to you with the wonderful sponsorship of Land Speed Records. Come in and buy your CDs, your LPs, your T-shirts, your posters, your audio technica gear from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you either love the Canberra Raiders or there's something actually wrong with you. You just love quality podcasting or you're one of Matt's um, super fans. Yeah, that's right. In the Midwest of America. That's right. Just right. likes listening to me interrupt and you've got a bingo card and you can already tick that box. He it's has good. Interrupted. But we, I went over Audio Technica, obviously the sponsor of this program and uh, all the equipment you hear these magnificent podcasts recorded with, just outstanding. Um, so thank you very much to them. Um, but yeah, no, in the off season, um, Blake has had some sort of go at cleaning up the filthiest storeroom and has managed to make it more impassable and it's just as messy. So, you know, it, there, there are many people... It looks tidy on camera, though, doesn't it? From behind, it, it definitely it looks tidy. Is like, yeah, now it's the third most filthy storeroom <laughs> in the it, I, Trust me, it's, it's a health hazard. It's absolutely filthy. How anyone finds anything in here, I do not know. It's just absolutely dreadful. Anyway... We should get straight into the into the show. And uh, first up, we got the new segments, which we do for the good people at Impact Comics down here in Grima Square Civic. Grima Place. Grima Place. And, and, down, and, down, here, and down here, you, you, you're saying you're never going to reveal the location of the... Somewhere well, in the bowels of Civic. <laughs> is Grima Place not in the bowels of Civic? It is. it is, but you're getting a bit too specific for my liking. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I, I think I threw up my bowels somewhere in Groomer Place back in the nah, late we'll nineties. We'll have a bit of chicken gourmet, <laughs> yeah, you could have chips and gravy, chicken gourmet news. going. It's, it's just the big news. Hang on, hang on. They're brought to you by the good people from Mallard Impact Comics, great supporter of the Camberators. Get in there and buy your comics, buy your other sort of nerd paraphernalia. You want it? I guarantee you, they've got it. They're absolutely brilliant. Great Raiders people. So here's the news. Big news is. Uh, when the team list got announced, I mean, we'll go over the team list in depth later because a lot of people are upset about it. And, you know, it is... A lot of tears. Uh, no Papali'i for the first probably two weeks of the season. Absolutely not. So he's he hasn't been named for this really? week. Really? Two weeks? Well, that's me saying two weeks. No, no, I've but, heard more than one week. I, I've heard that too. That's that's that's. I, I think it's... on the balance of... of, of like the, the plan is for the team is they're, they're heading up to Townsville and then they're not coming back to Canberra. They're going to stay yeah. up in Queensland for That's the exactly for the, right. for the game at Red Cliff. So well, I imagine didn't travel with them. Nah, not at this stage that I'm that I'm aware of, but I could be wrong. Oh, wow. um, but I imagine they'll they'll rest him for the second game because you know if we can get through those first two games without him, I mean we should be able to beat Red Cliff without Papa. We should be able to do it, mate. We should be able to beat the cows without Papa. It's all about squad depth, right? Yeah. I'm not saying we we will beat the cows without Papa, but you know, like these no, things. No, no, I can smell it. I smell an ambush. Oh, I smell. I smell a round one ambush. Everyone's writing us off. You know, I can remember round one in 2006 when an unheralded Raiders team went up to Brookvale Oval and they knocked off Manly. No one gave us a chance. No one gave us a sniff. There same was thing un- at the same thing at the SCG with the Roosters yep. in 2020. Yeah, it wasn't round one, but anyway, yeah, well, this is, I was trying to draw a round one parallel because that time Don't we went nitpick. up there, we went up there, <laughs> we we got a round one upset. Sure, we came back the next week and lost at home seventy to thirty or whatever it was to the Newcastle Knights, but they had Andrew Johns, you know, it was, seventy-two it was a, to thirty-six yeah. record score that's ever been in the NRL. Uh, and um, Will Zillman 
Mm. Patrick on the losing side. Mm. Mm. Anyway, you know, I, I, I think there's a potential for an upset. And, and if you look back at that game, you, if you know your history, an unheralded Willie Raston mm. debuted at prop that game. My God, Willie Raston. Yeah, he only went on to play another two games for the Raiders. But, you know, we've got an unheralded prop debuting for the Raiders this week as well. We do indeed. Well, let's go to the team list. Let's go to the team list here. So for the Canberra Raiders, we, of course, have the extremely heralded Sebastian Chris with the number one jersey on his back. On either flank, we have Nick Kotrick, who has, in his pronunciations, gone with Kotrick. Uh, Jordan Rafana on the other side. In the centres, this has been a subject of lots of discussion. We have Matthew Jimakol on in the three jersey and in the four jersey, making his return after a season off with injury is Harley Smith-Shields. Welcome back, Harles. In the halves, Jack White, no surprises there at 5'8", no surprises with Jamal Fogarty in the number seven. Then we get to the surprises. We got Sami Solo standing at the eight jumper in the absence of Papali'i. Then in between him and Joe Tarpanay's in the 10 jumper is Danny Levi making his Raiders debut, as is Salo's making his Raiders debut. Then we have in the, no changes really in the second row, we have Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead. Um, and then good. at Very 13, good. yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> and then at 13, uh, the bit of surprise here, we have CHN, Corey Hutter with a um, coming into the into the lock roll in the interchange, we have Starling at fourteen, Mariota. We knew this one was coming at fifteen. I think he's earned that spot. And we've got Big Red Corey Horsburgh in the sixteen, and rounding it out is Emre Goulet in the seventeen. And one can only hope he's had a haircut. He oh, that's right. Because if he hasn't, I'm going to be furious. Furious, absolutely enraged. So, and we're up against a side that's actually well settled. They went out last year in the prelim in circumstances which. I think they were a little bit hard done by the Cowboys. Drinkwater at the full at fullback did very well. We've got the old stager and Kyle Felt on. Still getting way. around. Yeah, still getting around. Great in the air. You can you'd be great kickoffs. Um, yeah, good kickoffs, but also getting tries from kicks. Absolutely brilliant at it. On the other wing, we've got Murray Tuolagi, who is fast in the centres. We've got the old stages of Valentine Holmes and Peter Hickey. You can guarantee that's a good combination. In the halves, we got Tom Dearden and Chad Townsend. Mr. Lego head and the Broncos uh, and the Broncos, you know, spare part who both did brilliantly last season. They were just absolutely outstanding. So he turned out to be, I mean, he was the most ridiculed sort of by last year. Uh, but really, you know, for all, for all uh, the hype on Adam Reynolds, Chad Townsend delivered he really a lot did. more for the Cowboys. And I, I talked to um, uh, Todd Payton before the, the match in Canberra against the Cows and talked about that. And he said he was a, it was an absolute no-brainer. He's got a great pass. He organised the team well, and his kicking game's great. Well, he delivered on all those fronts, yeah. didn't he? Toddy Payton went after him and paid big overs for him. And, it, you know, what a good halfback can do. He's, you know, there are different types of halfbacks, but obviously what – and I was one of the first to criticise. We, you know, the, the reason we have Javier Savage is because of Brendan Cow when he was a – we he put a little thing on our podcast last year and – I I was giving Brendan all kinds of shit for Chatty Townsend and and then look what he did to Tommy Didden. Tommy Didden was one of the best players in State of Origin that game yeah. because he had an organising halfback. So I still think we can win this game this weekend, but I'll let mm. you finish the team list. Well, then we go into the forwards. They got Jordan McLean in eight with Reuben Cotter in the 10 jersey and Reese Robson, who was the other revelation of this side last year. Mm. He was just magnificent in hooker. He's got to be one of the top five in the game right now. Really impressed with him. In the second Reuben row, Cotter was pretty good. He was also pretty good, but he wasn't a hooker, um, or at least not that I know of. Um, then we've got Cohen Hess and the other wonderkin that came up last year, Jeremiah Nanai. Will he keep going on or will he have a second season, you know, drop out? Both fantastic impact players. And, of course, the behemoth, the man himself, the gold-tooth behemoth in Jason Taumalolo at 13. Jake Granville, very old, but a very good hooker in the 14 jersey. Then we've got Griffin Neem back from a serious injury in 15. Uh, Tanoa Brown in 16. And James Tamo back to where it all began for him in the 17 jersey. Two of the oldest players in the RL are on that bench for the mm -hmm. Cowboys, Granville and um, Tamo. Although we've got some... Pretty old dudes as well. We do. They're both 34. We've got a 33-year-old Jordan Rappiner and a 33-year-old uh, Elliot Whitehead. Whitehead. Yeah, but not, they're not playing in the middle. And also, Cohen Hess has been a liability on the edge in the past. Yeah. So th th there are some weaknesses. There are weaknesses. Side. There are weaknesses. I remember this time last year, though, when we were playing the Cowboys in round... When was it? Round two? Yeah, something like that. Round yeah. Um, and uh, they'd lost to the Bulldogs in round yeah. one. 
And I, we looked over their team and I was like, who the hell are these blokes? These guys are going to get the spoon. Well, how wrong we were. Yeah. I mean, we, we lost we lost to the, the Cowboys. And at the time, I thought, oh, this is an absolute disaster. But then, you know. Yeah, offseason. No, well, they went from having the second worst defense in the competition, the second best over a season. But I know we're going up there with no... Um, nothing to lose. Nothing, not just nothing to lose, but no preconceptions. Like I, you, you listen to Ricky talk during the week, and he is pretty adamant about that. They're really well prepared. I know we're going to try and play a power game, and I, I have a feeling that it's going to be tight and close, and we're not going to get ambushed by the cows last year, where suddenly, you know, they have a couple of different plays. They're kicking to the three quarter, and you know, Nanai suddenly sort of scares everyone. But um, for me. I'm really happy with our team list. You know, I know we should have more squad depth at number one and maybe at 13. And Tarpany was going to play 13 in many respects, like the way that um, Tamalolo plays 13 at the Cows. Like he's a prop playing 13. Like mm-hmm. I know um, Tamalolo probably has a little bit more front foot running, but no one had more meters, post-contact meters um, than Tarpany last year. And then you look at the hands that he had when he put um, he put a try on, was it Whitehead or whoever he put through last year against the Melbourne Storm um, that put us ahead and gave us that momentum in that really big game down in Melbourne last year. I just feel like, I feel like, yes, we've had to plug a hole by slipping Tarpany into um, the proposition, but I was really impressed with the body shape and the way that um, Solo looked in that, mm-hmm. in that trial. Like I, he looked fit, man. I know we said this last week, but um, I just, I know that we're probably going to play a pretty conservative game style because it's early in the year and yeah. we're playing in the heat. Yeah. But I, 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 I look at our, I look at our side and we're big and we're strong and, and, you know, you can look at the outside backs and we're going to miss um, Savage. Right. But mm-hmm. last year, preseason Savage wasn't in the squad and who was Harley Smith Shields. Mm-hmm. And who was our, who was our most improved back last year? Seb Chris. Mm-hmm. And who scored, who scored most of the tries off kicks? Seb Chris. So there is a chance, and we're not favourites by no means. Not the at bookies all. have us way outside. But there's a chance we can get the jump on this team on the weekend, and I and I, I'm 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 up for it, man. Like I'm I'm the positive guy on this podcast, I guess, and I'm well, I'm super excited to see how we run out. Last season when we went up there, the the team that we ran out with that ended up getting positive, quite quite yeah, I am positive. Uh, I got, mean, at least publicly, is behind closed doors. Quite, he's just like, oh, Ricky, idiot, what's he doing? Had, this is get, terrible. We had CNK. At <laughs> let him finish. Let him finish. We had CNK at fullback. We had Chris on one wing, Schiller on the other. In the centres, we had Timoko and your man Semi Valame. Then we had Whiten and Frawley in the halves because of course. So this is a better backline right then, there. I mean, that's right. Jesus then we had Papali'i, Tarpane in the front row with Starling in between. Hudson Young, who got Sinbin to the match with CHN in the back row. Elliot Whitehead at thirteen. Then on the reserves bench we had Trevelyan, Gula, Adam Elliott, and Corey Horsburgh, and they wilted. They wilted in that heat. They absolutely Regardless, wilted. Yeah. yeah, but that day was super hot. It was, and it's going to be hot this weekend. But that particular day was. I, I remember talking to you guys about it that was like 37 degrees or something but but if you think about that side Charles and Klukstar on mm. the wings who, who were they they were Chris um, and Schiller Chris and Schiller and I think Schiller was making his debut we said Kotrick wasn't playing no he was out injured ba- our back line this weekend is better than that back line yeah, yeah. I think that the, I think that we've got to really use the back line a lot though we've got to do like the in coming out of our own end you know for Four sets of just backs yeah. hitting it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And look, the kick return has to be good because we have to make sure that those forwards don't have to run. If the Cowboys are going to be focusing on anything, it'll be stopping any penetration from our ball return to make our, turn yeah. our forwards around and make them run as fast back as they possibly can. And we've got to have, you know, if, if it was a time for Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rapina and Seb Chris to, to stand up and really get some good But they can do it. Back. They I, can I do know it. they can. And, and so, can, so can Harley and Matt Timoko, yeah. but they're going to have to because... If you if you make our big forwards Sallow and Tarpanay and Whitehead and Hadawita Nida and Horsburgh and Gula turn around too much, yeah, but everyone in that back five can bring the ball back strongly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, not, really there's, get, there's not there's not a there's not a Jerry Croker there who's going to get you know again with hammering out Jerry Croker. I mean, <laughs> do, 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 their starting thirteen is very strong. Their starting thirteen is very very strong. Yeah, that, right. it is. So, especially it is. Ruben Cotter, like he came on like a yep. like he, yeah. he's an amazing football player. Like a train. And and he's earned that dreadful haircut. And we've always struggled with 
Tamalolo. We really have. Yeah. Like he's always yeah, absolutely. There are years. There are years when the media's on him and the Sydney media's bashing him, and he's getting no meters. And it's like, oh, does the coach not understand him? And then he plays us. Yeah. And he gets. Yeah, we play. We play champions in the form. Yeah, but yeah. we we particularly play. Benji Marshall never had a bad game against yeah, us. We particularly play Tamalolo in the form. I think that's. But that's... this weekend, I I seriously think our. I mean, mate, it's not who's got to lift, but we have. If we've lost our X factor, like a lot of other, like one other podcast will tell you, um, our X factor this weekend has to be Rapana out of dummy half. You know, yeah, every now and then he has that one game where it's like, holy shit. And it's usually against the Roosters, but it's like he does it for New Zealand. And you're like, my God, yeah. he's turning back the clock. And it's this weird game where suddenly we're watching him and it's like, where's he been for the last three months? If he has that game this weekend, we could win. If not, then so are you? You're are start. you saying that Rapana should be going to Reggie's? Is that what you're saying here? No, and I'm not saying what Ted should be at Papal, <laughs> but but I, I just Schneider I and like, Sennis. Schneider and Sennis. Why not? Why not? I love watching Rapa when suddenly that one game every like three or four, it's like it's it's it blows your mind, and he's making meters just like holy. Like, oh, yeah, I agree. And he, and he does it every time he plays with the Kiwis. He does it. But the older he's getting, the tighter he's getting, the more niggles going into the game and the more chance that he's going to do something dumb and get sin-binned. That does happen. Some players, as they get older, they get slower and then they get nastier. And we have have seen a little bit of that with with, with, uh, Jordan. But Kotrick's the one that's really got to follow Rappner's lead, I reckon, in this game. I mean, he he looks like Tarzan. He's got to play like Tarzan. You're right, mate. Like, honestly, Blake, you're right. Like, uh, Kotrick has... He came back on big money. He left us at the peak of his game and he came back. And last year we were all lamenting where was the old Nicky Kotrick and it would go on for three or four weeks. And then he had that one game where it's like, holy shit, yeah. there he is. And then it would disappear again. Yeah. And, he, and he just wasn't involved. And if he doesn't, if he does that again this year, uh, mate, I'm... It's going to be hard to keep Schiller and Elijah Anderson and Albert Hopper. No, no, he's going to go good this year. And I saw, what I was going to say is in that trial against the West Tigers in the first half that he played... I saw the effort that he had every set to try and bring the ball back. Yeah, and he was yeah. he was running hard and yep. you know, he yep. was getting good carries in. He's got to follow Rapper's lead. But that could also be a reason why they moved him over to the other side that we're talking about last week. Is certain players have a better, you know, better step off a different foot. Now we yeah. know we know Kotrick is a good finisher on one side because he has the hit and spin. But maybe his natural tendency, getting out of early yards, he has a stronger step off his right or off his left, whatever yeah, it might be. Right, that's a good point. So, that's good because remember when he burst in, he, he every now and then he just goes straight through the line. Well, like, there was week, a try that mm, first try he scored. Mm, where he just, well, I can't remember who it was against, but he went straight through. Mm, but the, is he is he going to be play? He's going to be playing on the right hand side this time, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, right. So which maybe, is good because Felt would be coming up against him. He was on the left, and for all Nick's fantasticness him in the air isn't great and and felt is good in the air so and maybe you know maybe he's and Rappen will just, just if someone's about to jump over him he'll just take him out yeah, yeah. he'll just like elbow them in the head it'll like. be a penalty <laughs> try something like that but yeah. Geordie sw- and Geordie sweeps into the middle right so he runs kind of off the dummy half but if we're hoping that Nicky Kotrick can get back a little bit of his magic if he's coming off the right hand side maybe his left foot steps better so if yeah. he's coming if he's coming I think out it of is. the dummy half and go- it has to be or else there's no is. reason why you'd put yeah. him there and I think it is I noticed that when he was those returns that he had against the Tigers, they looked like they were on another level. Mm. It's the same reason why I thought um, Jackie Whiten would be a better centre in state of origin in the right-hand side than the left-hand side. So suddenly all the Sydney media were saying, you can't pick Jack on the left. We need to have Burton. Jack's left only, left only, left only. No, you can't pick Jack on the right. Yeah. You have Burton on the right because Jack's left only, left only, left only. Well, in state of origin... The left center usually has the first ruck run up out of dummy half because yeah. the winger catches the ball, he gets tackled, then the, then the center's running it up. So if you've got a left center running out of the right-hand side, he's got his left foot step. So Jack is actually better playing right center in state of origin. But he played right center for the for the Kangaroos, didn't he, at the World mm. Cup? Yeah, and he was amazing. Latrell was left, yeah. But fucking yeah, Brad, can do it. Didn't, but Brad Fittler didn't pick him. Yeah. Because we needed Matt Burton, and then look how that worked out. Yeah. So now I'm wondering if it's the similar sort Stephen of thing. Crichton. Where... I don't think he'll make that mistake again, Brad Fittler. I'll be surprised if he does. Because uh, Jesus Christ. The other thing is, 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 I'm about to open it? the window and scream out for Phoebe because if, uh, if this Brad this Fittler... this is his last. This is uh, Brad Fittler's last chance. If they lose yeah, the yeah. series, yeah. By, by the way, have you done your eight by ten glossies? Phoebe's still waiting on that, mate, for a prize. 
Where is it? No, no. The rest of the price all been delivered. No, it hasn't been delivered. Phoebe, reach out to me on Twitter. And um, I, I don't have any photos of myself. I'm not that vain. Oh, but reach out to me on sake. Twitter <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll organise. You don't like Raider Nick? Like, next not time like I'm in like, mate. Next time I'm in camera, Phoebe, let's go have dinner or a coffee or something. I'd rather. All oh, right, meet, that's locked in. Locked in. I'd, ra- I'd 100% rather meet Phoebe and hang out with her than send uh. her a bloody picture. So, Phoebe. The whole idea was you did a cheesy 8x10, mate, but you're just not playing along with the joke. I'm not David Hasselhoff, bro. Let's just move on. <laughs> you're not Raider Nick. No. <laughs> Leave Raider Nick alone. Look, we, we've actually gone straight to the Cowboys game and we forgot to actually go into the news for Impact Comics. We talked about there's no Papa, but we had, had the launch last Friday. Nothing came out of there. There was no scandal, nothing whatsoever. It was good. Nice, clean launch. Fantastic. You were on your best behaviour? Absolutely on my best behaviour. Uh, they were curious as to where you were. I told them who. Um, then uh, we've also got uh, Campos just come out in the press warning people, ex-footballers, about going into uh, into politics after what's happened to him. Yeah, look, you know, it's 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 a dirty game. It's a dirty it's game. It's a dirty game. And, yep. and, you know, we've all got things, you know, we've all been to parties and worn outfits and so we've all done things that probably you know mm. do, do tell please <laughs> but yeah I, I think he just realized he wasn't it wasn't for him and, and and good on him he's got other things he can do in life so yeah you know, that's right that's yeah, right i'm trying to keep up his charity work and all the rest of it in his business interests and but I, I just feel like it's one of those things that the sort of person who was going to vote for for campo anyway as a candidate probably was going to have absolutely no problem with any of that Not stuff any, you know when that photo came out of him at the barbecue or whatever it was not a single person I know had the slightest problem with it. I didn't have any nah, problem on it whatsoever. The, the, the lackey in the Liberal Party is just trying to. Yeah, oh, it's just it's, the it's, media it's, picked up on it. It's just yeah. a joke. Oh, because that's that's where the cycle is. But you know, it goes in there. But um, and one more bit of news. Yes, David Fafita, watch. I think we're up to like 150 days now, something or something like that, since yeah. since Brent Reid first broke the story that spoiler alert, he's not coming. Well, there's there's very little chance he's coming. Did you hear what happened to the Gold Coast Titans about three hours ago? Yeah, by Farmer's out for the season. He's out for the year. Yeah, so, he's a gun. He's a gun. But that still was, shouldn't affect. He was going to have a massive year. Yeah, it still shouldn't affect what's um, happening next next year. year. That's the whole thing. We're we're never talking about David Fafita coming coming. But this I also don't think season. they can afford to not throw the sink at him to make sure that he's completely tuned on for them this season. I reckon they're going to come down. It might actually be a good thing for the Raiders because the the last thing that they said on NRL 360 or whatever that wind show is, I used to love three years ago. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm still watching it. But I love any rugby league content. So I'll watch and listen to everything that there is. He, um, They say he's going to maybe spend the first month of football to wait and see how, what decision he wants to make. And if he's going to do that, well, then <laughs> that could be a good thing. Yeah. Well, he's indecisive and it's dragged on. And, and look, um, the same thing happened when he was when he was I mean Aaron with it to with go the, to the Titans Broncos, or the Broncos. The Broncos. It, it dragged it dragged on for a long time. But the, the other the, thing that's come in as well is now um, there's been suggestions that the Broncos are going to go after him as well, which I don't think I think that's a classic case of of Peter Bedell. Yeah, just just pulling up a back page at the at the Career Mail. The one thing that did happen last night on NRL three sixty is when they did bring it up. Um, Paul Kent rolled his eyes in regards to the Raiders and it broke my heart because it looked like it's a done deal for Gold Coast. Yeah. Paul Kent, you guys can see me on the camera. I know the list is coming, but Paul Kent kind of went, yeah. Oh yeah. They've given up hope. And he kind of gave this look and, and you know that Paul Kent like him or lump him. He he's pretty close to, he's pretty close to Rick. So yes. I, I mean, and it's saying that like I don't know if we need a fucking another edge back row. No, and like, that and that's my point. While it would be nice to have him, is that what you actually need at the yeah. club? Look, is I think I think actually need part of it is you know it'd be great to sign him because look, he'd be the biggest signing since Mal. There's no other the bigger signing. You could say a Hodgson's had more impact or whatever else, but in terms of an actual big statement signing, signing a marquee, that would be the biggest one we've had since Mal. Most clubs, you know, for all this talk that we can't sign marquees, most clubs can't sign marquees. Most mm. clubs outside of mm. the Roosters, really, occasionally the Broncos and Melbourne does it all. Look at all Melbourne the Melbourne stars. They don't really marquees, go to me. No, no. But we haven't been a marquee signing club since no. you know, Brisbane and North Queensland came into the competition. What we've been is a, a developing club in the River yeah. Arena and the South Coast. And then on top of that, we look at our juniors. And right now we have a pretty amazing spread across all grades of people from Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, you know, all across the Pacifica. We've also got some pretty amazing juniors out of Sydney. 
Yeah. And Trey Mooney was the most hyped up junior coming out of Parramatta for three or four years. And we managed to sign him. Chevy yeah, Stewart. Chevy James Stewart, Schiller, yeah. we signed under the Dragons. So we can sign players. It's just not as simple as you're saying we can't sign the big names. And half those big names fucking fail anyway. So I know. More than you... half. More than half. Exactly. Half. Why would you, you look at all sign... you, you look at all the West Tigers, you know, players that they've signed over the years on overs and mm. majority of them have failed. Well, look, I noticed you expletive there, um, Matthew. That's, you know, once more, you're having to put the expletives thing on our uh, our podcast. I'll yes, tell you Timothy. What, is, this, I, is this legit? Like, should yeah. I stop that expletive? I, 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 will, I will tell you one person who never puts an expletive in, and that's Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> now, in regards to the uh, Canberra milk fiasco, uh... <clears throat> uh, sort of shifting out west out uh, to the rift there. Uh, I'm on board with the uh, great uh, Lord Fuckington there. Uh, we can't uh, be known as a milk anymore. <clears throat> uh, so we can uh, fork that off and uh, get on board with the uh, no more milk and uh, get forked hashtags. <clears throat> uh, in regards to the uh, big one up in uh, Townsville on uh, Saturday night, uh, the teams have been named and uh, fork me and my uh, fork and pump. <clears throat> Uh, not everyone was happy with the uh, team list named. Uh, no one in the uh, uh, media has given us a hope. Uh, even some of our own fans aren't giving us a hope. Uh, Blake's not giving us a hope. Uh, the Sharks not giving us a chance. Uh, well, I've got a message for all you uh, naysayers. <coughs> you can all go and uh, get forked. <coughs> I believe in this uh, group of boys. Uh, Pasami Solo's been uh, training the S down pre-season. He's uh, chomping at the bit to get his uh, chance starting a prop there. And... Uh, <coughs> uh, we've got our own uh, secret weapon there at the back in uh, in the form of uh, Sebi Chris. <coughs> uh, now, there's been some uh, great riders fullbacks that have done that uh, famous number one jersey in the past. Uh, uh, names such as uh, Gary Belcher, uh, Brett Mullins. Uh, and then you've got the likes of, uh, in more recent times, uh, Nathan Massey and uh, Caleb Akins. <coughs> uh, now, if Sebi can be uh, half as good as... Uh, any of those four uh, blokes I just mentioned, uh, fork me, we're in for a hell of a ride. <clears throat> uh, so uh, let's get beyond the boys and uh, go, you uh, green machine. Well, usually he doesn't put an expletive in. Usually he doesn't put an expletive in, but on this occasion, maybe it's not the case. <laughs> but, but, Who'd have uh, thought of Stuart swearing? It's just shocking. Yeah, and I, it is. His, it is absolutely, Ricky would be appalled. He would be appalled. He'll probably have words. He'll probably have words. Now, Ricky will, Ricky will disown him again. Yeah. <laughs> now, now for our good friends at Raiders Plumbing, because if you've got an ass, you need a crack, and if you need ass crack, you need a plumber, and who better to go with than Raiders Plumbing? It's time for Ass Clown of the Week! <laughs> and I've got one. It is time. We talked about it last week. We talked about it last week, but it seems to need to be brought home. For God's sake, the milk is now being made in Penrith. It's now being made in Penrith. The hashtag up the milk. Bye-bye. Referring to the team as the milk. The milk's gone off, man. The milk's gone off. It's bye. The milk milk can get forked. One of my first first jobs ever was I was a milkman. Mm -hmm. And I, I was the milkman for the last milk truck in all of Canberra and it was in Canberra and I was like, I did it from 12 to 14 and I used to run and deliver like bottles of milk, you know, with the cream on yep. top and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The gold and top. I remember, yeah. The gold tops. Red top. I remember the Silver top. Blue top. Got to have them. <laughs> you guys, you lived the dream like I did. And, it, but it's, and we used to go to, we used to pick up the milk at that factory in Kingston, but it's now done. It's not up the milk. The milk's off. It's been out. It's been left in the sun, yes. and it's now, as we know, it's been... it's it's now strawberry flavored and it's oaked, and it's in Paris. It, it it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong, and and we can't go now. We always like bleed green, but unfortunately, the Boston Celtics have grabbed that, and when you put bleed green in, it puts the Celtics logo on the back of it. And clearly, we're not going to do this. Uh, it, it's not where we're going to go to at all. But we, we've had people who've come in, and they, you know, had... we are Raiders was sort of the official one before up milk, and they used to do a little. Um, Viking logo on Twitter, but I don't know whether the club had to pay for it and they stopped paying for it, but that's disappeared. Well, we've, yeah, we've had a we've had a few suggestions up there, and we've had we are forked, um, get forked, forking lift, um, you know, uh, all, all sorts of good things like that. But um, our good friends at the the greenhouse have said we are raiders. Yeah, I'm um, saying that's the original one, but it's dull. 
it might, it might no, be. man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to open it up. So we're not trying to like tell people what, what, what the hashtag um, is. Yeah, just be creative. Is. Go your own, but. No, but I, I, I like bleed green, but I also like get forked. And then, I, you know, Solzy said, let's not go Lift with a sponsor because what happens if the if they leave? And I'm happy to, to put it out to the listeners and try and let's try and come to consensus so we can own this thing. And it might be we are Raiders or bleed green or whatever it might be. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it being anything than fucking up the milk. Up the milk. It's gone. Like milk. Who drinks milk? I, oh, I drink milk. <laughs> I drink milk. And until such point as they started making their product in I know, Penrith, now, I reliably bought Canberra milk. Milk makes me milk makes me shit because I'm like this intolerant. I know you're in LA. I know you're in LA, man, and no one drinks milk in LA. But in the mean streets of Canberra, you just, I still no, mate. Like, I, I still drink milk, but I still have to go to the bathroom straight after right. I drink that milk. And that's like the Raiders. Like you watch the game and you have to poop. Like it's let's not go down that road anymore. Let's. Let's all right. Let's... Well, okay, okay. On that, who's your ass clown of the week, then, Matthew? <laughs> um, mine, uh, I haven't really got one this week. I don't know. That's like, all right. Like... Okay, well, I don't think Blarko does either, but let's all focus on no more milk. Okay, it's not up the milk, they're not called the milk. They're the Camberators. We are Raiders. Lift your forks, forking lift, whatever you like, but get, get forked. Of... Yeah, get forked. Get yeah. forked. All right, let's move on from that. Okay, merchandise. 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 We we pimped the merchandise last week. Rugby league merch. Get on. He's there. always selling Blarka. He's always selling. Oh, I'm a businessman. Very exciting development on the uh, rugby league merch site this week. Mm-hmm. The Heather shirt is now available. Oh my god! <laughs> Have you seen it, Matthew? I don't think I've sent you the link yet, but you can get. I haven't your own, seen it. You can get a Heather Blake and the Port Pork shirt. Uh, you can get on a hoodie. You can get on whatever you want. So has anyone else bought a pork T-shirt yet? Uh, no. No, just just you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy a pork before I buy the Heather. Although my mum's name is Heather, as I've told you, and she was Bob Hawke's um, PA going back to like politics that we we're just talking about. So there you go. I'm still going to buy the pork shirt though before I buy Blake. It's oh really? Pork oh really? So it's, it's yeah, you're one of the you're in the minority. You're one of the thirty three percent. I don't think it's I think it's thirty one. Um, and also of course uh, Raiders. Not that he's counting or anything, people. Also of course Raiders by fifty six. Blake and the pork beanies are available. They're not available from Rugby League Merch. You get those from landspeed.com.au. Right. There you go. There you go. Right. So, the shark, he's an idiot. Here he is. Okay. Hi. It's me, John. Yep. Back again. Really excited about this week. I just participated in reading uh, Team List Tuesday. Yeah. That's when the coach of the team that you love says, here's who's playing this week, and then gives it to the websites and the Instagrams, and they tell all the fans, and then you read it. I mean, we're all becoming way too accustomed to Ricky's wacky, ridiculous week one team lists. I mean, I got uh, Papa's out. Oh, that's not good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pasami Salo, I, I guess that's good. Uh, but somehow, uh, Corey Horsburgh and Emery Gouler made the team, but not Trey Mooney. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only training that Horsburgh did over the over the uh, summer was lifting hot dogs to his face and then eating them one after another. I mean, what else do we got? We got uh, Seb Chris at fullback. Yeah, that should go uh, smooth and great. That should be awesome. I'm really excited to lose by 60 this weekend up in the 1,000-degree heat and 400,000 fucking percent humidity. That's going to be awesome. This team looks like it's geared up for a big win. Yes, I'm serious. All right. I, I can't talk about it any longer because, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I hate sports. Well, anyway, this week, uh, the Mark of the Shark music pick, that's what we're calling it this year, the Mark of the Shark. Write that down. Hashtag that one. You hear me, T-Mac? All right, get on this. Uh, this week, it's an album by a band called Excruciating Terror because that's what I feel going into this week's game. Excruciating Terror. The album's called Divided We Fall. It sounds like this. Okay, sounds like this. So everyone, uh, I hope you have a great rest of the week, and uh, I will see you next week, bright and early, on the Blake of the Pork podcast. Let's go, you green things! He's, he's, he's given up on the Raiders. Yeah, already. We haven't even, a ball hasn't even kicked in anger. He's already, he's already given up on the Raiders. Yeah. With that sort of negativity, we may have to try and ship him off to the Green Machine podcast again. I mean, last time we tried, they didn't want him. but I think it's but, a good idea. But, the guys, the offer's there. You have him. 
Have him. We will take JB in return. But um, please take the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will. We will take JB in return. Um, that's fine. Um, possibly even take Solzy. But um, yeah, you can have the shark. That'd all be good. Um, so there is something that's made me a little bit annoyed and might say it's ground my gears. I haven't got that right. <laughs> Something, in fact, it's that's staying in. That is staying in. Yeah, something has. Who's gonna ground my gears? What? <laughs> something has annoyed me. You might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. Do you know what grinds my gears? Manly supporters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do. Is there another? Is there another type of supporter? Are they the most annoying supporters in the league? Uh Penrith are getting up there, I think. Uh, see, Penrith supporters often actually understand the rules of the game. They ignore them, but they understand them. And the Melbourne Storm fans, they can be excused because they actually don't understand the game. That's that's one thing. But the Manly supporters understand it fine when it's in their benefit, but they don't understand them at all when it's not. They are the most annoying fans, I believe, in the game. I don't actually mind their team and I don't mind their club. I can't stand the fans. That's what I do. Anyway, it's not what ground my gears. You know what grinds my gears? is no life footy until round three. You know, the season's kicking off and we don't actually get to go smell the liniment and, you know, go buy overpriced crap food and you know actually go out and yell out bellow out you know our support to the teams for another bloody three weeks it grinds my gears yep. it's like you know the launch you have or you're not even launch we have a rough rough first two months but um whenever i've jumped on to this league live app that i have here in la and i'm lamenting how tough the first month is mm. i look at the last month and a half and we have a run home that we would we would pay anyone for so I'm, yeah well if I'm we're still in the hunt We'll be in the hunt, mate. We'll be in the lost before round ten. No, we'll be in the hunt. We're in the hunt. Stop with the negativity, man. You're supposed to be the positive one. Oh, am I? Am I? You're supposed to be the company man. It gets beaten (laughs) out of me by you two. Unbelievable. Anyway, it's time for who's got to live. Okay, so I've got three targets. Levi. It's his first game. He really needs to hold his own. We've already talked that Reese Robson really stepped up he's gone to well you know top class hooker there levi's coming back into the game he's got a bit to prove and he's got a very hard field to do it on so i hope for the best we got our seb chris up at fullback look as soon as in the trials javier was injured he went back there they've stuck with it so they obviously have a plan for this hell of a nice bloke certainly got a big body he's fast enough um he won't be a speed bump in the last line of defense let's hope he has the, a big game back there i'd love to see it uh, and of course we've got uh sami solo He's coming in, and he's also debuting for the game. And what big shoes to fill? Josh Papali'i. There's not many bigger shoes. Well, I don't think he's going to try. And, I think he's just got to just do his role. And Ricky will, yeah. will have explained to him. Ricky Madge will, will have a role for him. And I imagine we pretty simple first game. Keep it pretty tight. I think it'll be very similar to the advice that Tim Sheens uh, gave to Brent Todd. After don't, the pass the ball. Grow, don't pass the ball. <laughs> don't pass it. He, he might not start. Yeah. I think he will, but he might not. Just... It could. Look, I wouldn't be surprised in terms of, we'll get to the extended bench soon, but in terms of like smoke screens of people coming up the extended bench, I don't think that'll happen. But whether Ricky rotates his, his 1 to 17, he's done it. He's done that. He's done, done, done that yeah, before. Might, that's that's be a possibility. And and look, my got to live. Um, CHN, who we're assuming is going to start lock. Mm. Hopefully, this does unlock the best of him because he's a player of unbelievable talent and potential, mm. but ultimately can be quite frustrating. And I don't know, maybe a, a spot in the middle will will serve him well because he's a good defender, but out wide, I don't know. Sometimes he's a bit. How's your father? Yeah, not as good as sort of covering for his for his half as maybe an, yeah, an yeah. Elliot Whitehead or um, Whitehead. And yeah, and, and the other one got a lift. I've kind of mentioned before already, but it's Nick Kotrick. I mean, the guy can be anything, mm. and we really need him to step up in this game. You know, if you could sort of have a look at a, a Brian Toto role, I mean, obviously it's easy to say go play like Brian Toto. It's like saying go bat like Don Bradman, but try and emulate it. Yeah, that would be good. I'm going to add before Matthew comes in here. I've liked Jamal Fogarty since he came back from injury last year has gone from strength to strength to strength to strength. There's this large part of me that says this season we're going to see Jamal Fogarty's very best and he's going to be a match winner and it's going to be something really, really huge. We're about to see a bloke stamp his name as a pre, you know, like a dominant halfback and it's going to change the complexion of the Canberra Raiders going forward. We I, haven't had one for a while. I, I'm starting to believe just from the signs I've seen with his running and passing game and his good defence, just and taking advantage of things. That try he scored against Melbourne last year 
where he was running and it looked like he was going to pass and he held off and he scored it and it was heavy traffic he was going through. And I just mm-hmm. thought, oh my goodness, that looked good. His kicking game's pretty good, apart from the conversions, didn't look so crash hot. Nah, he's, been, he's been working on that. He's been working on he that. He was yeah. great in the trials, mate. He did the same thing and yeah. that, that move that he did in that Melbourne game where he, he catches the ball off the scrum and he steps off his right foot. So we, we've got the play to the right. He steps off the right foot, goes on the inside shoulder. They did the same thing against... Um, Balmain, and he made a bit of a half break. So he's he's primed for a big season. Yeah, his king game's great, and I think one of the reasons why Seb Chris has gone to fullback is because they have a bit of a connection um, when they're kicking. So Seb Chris scored a lot of tries off the back of um, mm. Bogarty. But my who's got a lift? Uh, there are two. One's for the season, and one's for the weekend. So for the mm. season, it's um, it's Blake's. It's uh, CHN. It's Corey Hadawidanada. He when we signed him from um, Dogs, Dogs, he was yeah. arguably one of the most influential, like promising young back rowers in the competition. And we've known since we signed him, because we've seen flashes of it, that he's our best edge player. Now it's obviously Hutto, or he's potentially our best 13. So if we're thinking about ceiling, we would all pick him at 13. And we wanted, we all picked him at 13 at the beginning of last year. And Ricky went with uh, Whitehead and it was a fucking disaster. And then suddenly it was a bit of a weird mix of Whitehead and um, Hadawet and Ira on the edge. And then we started to wonder why is it because of uh, Hadawet and Ira's defense and, you know, well, that's for me, it's this weekend. He's, he's going to be defending in the middle. So he has to lift. Mm -hmm. Um, He can have, that's the thing. He can absolutely whack as well. Mate, if he, of course he can. But yeah. it's not about just whacking. It's about getting up and and if he if he has a good game and ties up the middle, we have a big chance this weekend. And then my other one, so that's him for the season. That's my who's got to live for the season. Is I'd love to see him be our thirteen because our best thirteen when it comes to ceiling is Hadawita Nida and then Trey Mooney later in the year. Yeah, you know it's not Tarpany, it's not Whitehead. Nah, it's Hadawita Nida and it's it's and Mooney. Um, and look, a lot of people Mooney, were blowing. A lot of people were blowing up that Mooney wasn't named at 13 in, in this week's team and, um, or even on the bench, but he's still unproven. He's he might still not young. Be ready, mate. Like yeah. he's, he's young and it's easy to stand on the outside and say like, Ricky didn't pick him and Ricky didn't pick Savage too early. And, but you don't know that Savage wasn't ready until halfway through last year. You don't yeah. know. Mooney played last year, so did Adder and they were both gassed. Mooney, yeah. They had 10 minutes and they, that's pretty 10 minutes did. and he, he couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. He was and look, I, I went, I went and saw Trey Mooney, uh, quite a few times at Kipax in the reserve grade last year. And he looked good, but by no means was he the standout forward on the field. I mean, I would have had um, Harry Rushton well ahead of him. Yeah. That's that's one of our bigger losses. The step up from playing like age football to reserve grade, which is a mix of both. Yeah. To first grade where you're playing against Cameron Smith, James Tesco. It's, you're playing against 10 age, 10 years worth of the best player. Like it's a huge jump. So, and I mean, a lot of people, most of what we've seen, like Mooney play big minutes was, um, the, whatever it was, the under twenties state of origin. And look, he looked amazing in that, but yeah, in the forwards, especially it's a big step up. Yeah. I also also had faith in our, in our, I understand there's a few holes in our squad. I understand that we could use a better reserve fullback or better reserve 13, but, what we'd give right now for a Nathan Massey, <laughs> a Brad Abbey. I, I mean, I like Brad a Caleb Aikens. I like Brad Abbey. Brad, Brad Abbey's still getting around in, in reserve. I really like Brad Abbey when he was sniffing around, but he obviously it's it's all timing with a Zach Santo. Right? But, you know, I don't even know who that is. Oh, come <laughs> on. My my point is like last year we blooded a lot of players and yeah. not many of them let us down. Schiller, mm. you know Schneider. Mariotta when he came Hopawadi in. was good when he came Hopawadi in. was good. They all, and yeah. Hopawadi had promise for a long time and you got to have faith in the club. And I, I feel like our squad depth is really strong across all grades. Um, it doesn't feel as much. Nice game. It doesn't feel as much this year, but obviously like Trey Mooney will get his chance. I mean, it, all the, of course he will. All, there's always going to be injuries in forwards and there's always going to be spots on the bench and, you know, someone. But if Trey Mooney's great when he comes in, say 2025, and he's amazing, that doesn't mean he should have been brought in this year. Yeah. Mm. Like, like kids develop. Anyway, we, and we certainly my, got my axed other... by COVID when we lost all the reserve grade matches for those two, effectively two seasons. It really especially put our whole yeah, development back. 
Yeah. And we've had to move away from the Mounties and we had to readjust and get a, yeah. a reserve grade side. But my, so my, my, I'd love to see who's got to lift this weekend. Like, um, so, um, for the whole year, it's had a way because I see his potential this weekend. Jackie Whiten, like Jack Whiten is sometimes the best player for New South Wales. Yeah. The best player for Australia in the World Cup. He is a weapon. He could win this game this weekend for us on his own. Yeah. Well, I think the thing and- when he plays for New South Wales and Australia, you know, he doesn't have to worry about the rest of the team. He's just doing his role and maybe he's better. So I'm not saying we move him, but maybe that's that's the key to unlock him where he's so good in those games where he just, just go out there and just go nuts. Well, I'm hoping with Fogarty stepping up, that's going to happen. Yeah. Me too. But if we're going to win this game this weekend, like think about it, the amount of – like if we were talking on Tuesday and we're looking back on why we won, there's probably like five different reasons. And it's not Tarpany having a great game. He could have a great game. We could still lose. Yeah. It's not like Levi having a good game. It's not um, Seb Chris having a good game. The one guy that could make us win this weekend is basically – Jack Whiten and maybe Geordie Rappin are having a fucking amazing game. Mm. And, and Jackie Whiten has the ability to, I've seen it. He's the best player for New South Wales and Australia sometimes. Mm. He was the best centre for New South Wales. He was better than every Sydney mm. media craps on about Latrell Mitchell, man. Latrell Mitchell's not half the player in representative football than Jack Whiten is. When Jack Whiten plays for New South Wales and Australia, you watch the other, they, he is unbelievable for that team. Mm. And if, I know it's not the same role, but if we win this weekend, it's going to be because Jackie Boy's absolutely destroyed them. And it might not happen because it's he's playing in the halves and it's a different game. But the, I'd, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. You know, and As I'd love to I. see. We can hope. Yeah. Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here. And you know, I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Back for oh, another year. It's good Thanks to bring it to... back. It's good to bring it back because in the season preview, mm. this was the one segment that wasn't there. Like that all the other there. ones were, there. were all there, but it wasn't there. But brought to you, of course, by a great sponsors of ourselves and at the Greenhouse, Jersey's Megastore, down there at Iron Knob Street, Fishwick, just behind the cock. They don't have the jumper you're looking for. I don't know what you're looking for because they got all the jumpers. If they don't have the jumper you're looking for, mm. go to Ivan's. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but no. Go to Jersey's Megastore. Great sponsors. Anyway, extended bench. So we've got the shoe man, Matt Frawley, in the 19 jumper on the extended bench. We've got Zach Wolford sitting there. Uh, we've got Trey Mooney. We've got Peter Holler going back to North Queensland. Yeah. And we've got Albert Hopawate. In Is he is he so 18? Is that he the 18th yeah, so, man? Uh, he's the 18th man. Currently, well, but that yeah, can change. Yeah, that's right. He's the interchange. So he's the 18th man there. Then for their... Extended bench. We've got a young man called Riley Price. We've got another young man called Tom Chester. Who cares? Then we've got Shibasaki, who we do know about. Yeah. Ex-Newcastle. Yeah, then we got... Our Broncos before that. Finney Fuiaki. Finney Fuiaki. Fuiaki. Yeah. Brendan Elliott makes up the bench. Brendan Elliott. Now, wasn't he at Manly? So, Brendan Elliott is what is 29 years old. He's one of the biggest journeymen in the league. He, this is... The Cowboys are his fifth club. Mm-hmm. He started at the Roosters... Yep. Then he was at the Knights. Yep. Then he was at Titans. Yep. Manly. Yep. And now at the Cowboys. Right. Jim. And do you know, he, and do he, you know something else? He's about going it? for Johnny Elias's record. Yeah. Do you know something else about him? Five club. That's that's pretty good, isn't it? Five club. Something else about him is um he thinks that tofu is underrated. Nice. But you know, you're looking at the extended which, benches. Which type of tofu? I don't know. I just read it on are we his talking profile. Silken or I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> looking looking at these. They're both extended silken benches. is underrated. There are some incredible... I don't like silken tofu. No, there are some incredible... <laughs> Breaks line. apart, to, like turns into Talk. soup. I like that. Shut the fuck up. Chunky there stuff. Are some, there, are some, <laughs> there are some incredible bloodlines on these extended benches. Yeah. Hopawate. Yeah. Wolford. Yeah. And Riley Price. Do you know whose son Riley Price is? Uh, Regina Price. Steve Price's son. Is that right? Brent Tate's nephew. And he thinks mushrooms that- are overrated. Really? Yeah. I don't believe they are. I don't think they're overrated. I don't think people pay enough attention to mushrooms. I think mushrooms are good. I don't think if you're going to have a really good big breakfast with a lot, if it doesn't have mushrooms on it, you haven't done that. Meat for vegetarians, as they used to say. You have the meat there as well. Um, I'm not saying you don't have your sausage and your bacon there. I think you absolutely do. But I think 
mushrooms should be there as well. They have to be done right. I was a vegetarian for seven years and mushrooms became an integral part of my life. So right. But that is not what's important right now. What's important is that you're probably going to see some of this extended bench playing tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this to the day, which I think you're probably listening to this, is um, the reserve grades play Parramatta. Yeah. So jump on Facebook, jump on New South Wales Rugby League.com and watch our Reggies run out because I looked at the side and we've got a really decent Reggie side. So who, we've got Schneid. Yeah, because you look at the team and they haven't named because, like, if the team's travelling up to Queensland, not all of these guys no. are going up to Queensland. No, they're not. So maybe they only take Hopawati. Hopawati and Frawley and Wolford will go. Yeah. And probably Mooney and Holler won't. Oh, they might take Holler. No, they're not going. I, I looked at the the Reggie's um, name and there's like three of them. So I, I don't think Wolford's playing Reggie's. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, Frawley, we'll Frawley and Hopalade will definitely be going. It's just a, who's the third one that's going for there. Look, on that, on the view of that extended bench, I'm going to give that one to the Raiders based on the fact that Frawley uh, and Hopalade, I think, probably are better than what else. Well, Frawley's worth at least... Um, he's he's two, two Kevin Hardwick's. Two Kevin Hardwick's. Two and a half. Oh, it's, no, yeah. he's two Kevin Hardwick's. And again, Hopalade's yeah. worth one and a half. It's time to Get wrap in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans, welcome to round one as we head north to Townsville where it's forecast to be hot with a high chance of showers. Unfortunately, tropical heat is not our strength. Last year we played the Cows in round two, we lost 26-6 with it being 8-6 at half time. Three of their four tries came from kicks. They kicked six bombs and seven grubbers to our one and three, so we need to sort that out. We made a total of 15 errors completed our sets at 50, 56%, which, is which you know, on those stats, we're going to lose pretty much every game in the NRL. So to win, we need Chris or whoever plays fullback to be on the ball. We need to catch the bombs. We need to get in position for grubbers. We need the team, as the, uh, the whole team effort, to put pressure on their kickers. We need to complete our sets, and we need to stall for time as much as possible. Get in as many deep breaths as we can. It's going to be hot and humid. We need our back rowers, Jack, and the centers to keep running at their halves. They are small and they're defensively weak. Also worth targeting Hiku. He's he's certainly uh, a, or can be a liability in defense as well. Let's be relentless on their halves and burn up all their energy. If we can do all this defensive stuff well, we will win as our attack is better than theirs. Finally, when Tamo comes onto the field, we need lots of sneaky runners running different angles around him. He is old and slow, so there will be plenty of gaps around him. I don't think Tamo will be playing the whole season. I think he'll play a few games early in the season, and that might do him. So fingers crossed for this week. It's going to be tough, but it will give us some insight into how well-prepared Madge and Ricky has our team for the season. So drink plenty of electrolytes in preparation for the tropical heat and go, you green machine. Well, once more. He's, he's wild, but he's got some good points. I like what he said. Can someone please try and find his meds? He needs meds. <laughs> yeah. I, finding them is one thing. Making him take them is know, another he's, he's entirely. Got, he's got to calm down. He's too excited. He gets too fired up. But I agree that the uh, the halves maybe for the the – the Cowboys are something we can target. And um, James Tamo is very old and very slow. Yes, as am I. I'm very old and very slow. But I, You're not from Braidwood like James Tamo, though, He's not you? from Braidwood. No, I know. But I do, <laughs> I do have some big His missus from Braidwood. That makes him from Braidwood. That in the next couple of days, possibly the next couple of hours, the pork is going to be a grandfather. Yeah. Oh, mate, That's congratulations. Right. A junior Raider is going to be coming out any minute now. And, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Grandfather. Yeah, old pork, aged pork, whatever you care to call yeah. it. But, you know, there's there's no hiding any question of saying you're young or youth in any way, shape or form once you're called grandpa by someone, is there? <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> there no, there isn't. But there are, in fact, apart from that, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. And look. We haven't lost a game yet. There is hope. The season smells fresh. The grass is there. There's hope. You know you can go out there and you can get that win two points. You've got to get some new sudden, material, man. Things in here. What? Blake, please help me. That's a shit reason. I know. You've got to get some new material. 
You say that every year. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same reason to be cheerful. We haven't lost anything. We could win this weekend. We could be one of those great teams. Come up with one more. Come up with one more right at the now. End, shut up. up with one more. We could have a win at the end of round one and be those team on two runs and say, oh, we've got to win next week. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a good win. You know, and then you go on the Dolphins. It's like, saying, it's like saying we're top of the ladder now. because We're second. We're, we're second on the ladder. We're second on the ladder right now. No, that, that, that's, that, that's a good reason to be Who's cheerful. Who's on top Broncos? Is it alphabetical? Yes, Broncos okay. is on, on top of this moment. The other one like that I really have is Adam Mariota coming through. I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but I've really got high hopes for him. I really, really, really do. I've got. He's our best cup player. And, last and year. the other one is that Harley's back in the side now. Didn't He's, I actually it's, think... it's not. It's not a well kept secret that I've been fond of Harley since the moment he ran on in his debut game. They targeted him. They went at this kid, knowing that he'd give in. He hit as hard as anyone. He missed no tackles. His intensity was great. And when he finally got to do a run, he ran it like a little bulldozer. No, he can, thought, he can. This what? kid's going to be a star. And off the field, he is modelling himself as a leader. He, you watch the way he holds himself, how he talks, how he goes around the place. I just hope for big things for this kid because I love him. He's just fantastic. You know what I like about him as well? It's always, I mean, we've got a couple of local guys in, in Nick Kotrick and Harley Smith-Shields in the team. It's always good to have a couple of Canberra locals in the side. Mm. Um, I'm always a bit sad when there have been points, you know, when we, we haven't haven't had any. We've, yeah. we've had to, like, claim someone from Queanbeyan and say they were. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you don't have to have <laughs> That's just, no, it's my, just unnecessary. My, it's like having a go at Matt. Trevor from, Thurling. It's like having a go at Matt because he's from Canberra. It's like, it's just a Mate, and um, that's not far from where Harley's from. Uh, my, Ross Dugan um, was from Canberra. He was. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he? My, I grew up with, I grew up with Lincoln Withers. I grew up with um, Terry Martin. I grew up with Richard Villasanti. I grew up with the Monaghans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so did you go to Erendale? No, I went to Eddie's. I went to Tilopia and then Eddie's, but um, they all got Arendelle didn't start until I was in year eleven, and then they started in all those I was boys. Year 12, you just they started to poach them. Went to Arendelle. Yeah, yeah. Well, they poached them. Yeah, all. they had that program. Dave started. Atkins went to Arendelle. Anyway, but um, yeah. Um, I my reason to be cheerful is is that too. Like um, watching Harley and what happened to him last year at the beginning of the season or pre-season and then have to miss out on the entire year and watch some of the blokes that he grew up with through the juniors, you know, like Jared came through with Dugan and Carney and, um, uh, Fenson, uh, uh Fence, 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 I was about to say, you know, and we watch Harley Daniel come Vito. through with, yeah, we'll forget about Danny, but, um, you know, Harley's watched Tomoko and other guys come through and, and he was maybe in front of the queue and he was definitely ready. And then he, he, he lost his spot and it could go either way, right? Like he could miss out. And I mean, he could have missed out on even getting a spot this 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 weekend. And who knows what happens in reserve grade? He might have got a chance to come back and play first grade, but he's got his chance and he's playing in the centres. That's my reason to be cheerful is because I, I know we all know for a fact that he was the first centre pick at the beginning of last year. And now he's starting this year. So the sky's the limit for this kid. And I'm just super excited. And we've all watched him progress through this injury and deal with such humility and such grace and always be positive. Um, and throughout this podcast, we've all supported him. And I just, I'm super excited to see how he goes, regardless of the result. So mm. I hope for him he gets through it and, um, and we go on and we bash the shit out of the Dolphins. Yeah, that would be good. Um, so, Black A, have you got a, a reason to be cheerful, apart from, of course, your uh, winning poll of being more popular than me, which is pretty much like chasing fat kids, really. It's not very difficult, is it? I mean, when you're setting that as the bar to, to give you satisfaction, it's sort of like, you know, what else you got in life, mate? It's like you're more popular than the poor. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, buying, I'm buying three poor t-shirts. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, look. Moving on, we've already talked about all the merchandise, which is fantastic. It's out there. Uh, do you have a listener of the week, Larko, before we go? Listener of the week is uh, Adam Anselmo. Great Raiders fan, great supporter of the show. He's uh, been kind enough to give us a review on Facebook. If you're listening to this show, if you're listening on, on iTunes especially, mm -hmm. jump on there, subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review. We love reading them. Good, bad, indifferent. You know? Don't even care really what it is. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to hear from you. Get on there. And if you're on Spotify, subscribe. You won't miss an episode that way. And on uh, Spotify, you can give a rating, but you can't give a review at this stage. But you know. mm. well, So, you yeah, yeah, 
Do us a favour. Look, after this match coming up, we've got the Dolphins, 5.30pm Saturday, 11th of March. Um, and then we finally come back to GIA Stadium. Sharks, 6.15pm 6, on the Sunday, 19th of March. Should be nice Sunday, weather. six. I mean, it's it's not bad weather, but the Sunday 6.15 game is kind of the game that, mm. that you kind of forget about, isn't it? Well, look, one of my favourite things about Canberra Stadium is this. It's, it's, it's called T-shirt and thongs lotto. And there are those players that have turned up at the beginning of the season when the weather's still warm and they've come from work on a Friday night or whatever and they're wearing their thongs and shorts and a T-shirt. And I always love the ones who play that game of chicken just one round too far. And you get to that point where they get to this thing and all of a sudden they are freezing and the only way they can live is they wear their beer vest and then ride their beer scooter home. It doesn't matter how cold it is, the dead of winter, there's always some kid in thongs and shorts there. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the idiots who just push their luck one week too far. The ones that you know who you are, you get hypothermia. It's funny. I love it everywhere. I always rug up far too much, far too early, but I love seeing you people who push that into the envelope because that is what being a football supporter is all about, being a rank idiot. And speaking of rank idiots, you have been listening to three of them and a whole lot of their associates, I better say friends, on Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Coming to you from an inexcusably disgusting mess. It's not that bad, man. It really is. It really is. Uh, one of the prizes in this year's prize will be, you'll be blindfolded to come in here, a tour of the filthiest <laughs> storeroom, just so you can actually see with your own freaking eyes the disgrace this place is. Anyway, you guys got anything else to say or are we going to go? That's it. All right. I've got one thing to say. Just going to open the window. You heard it here first. Get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> I'll right, get back to work. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.